Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. From the top of the page, Kuf Zayin, 107, five lines from the top, we've just been speaking about the the idea of the mitzvah of tzitzis and its connection to the Evan Sa, the Livna Sapper, the Sapphire Stone, and the Gatsim Shemayim Latoyar, which basically means that the Livna Sapphire, the Sapphire Stone, is referring to the refinement, refinement of the sparks of godliness which are trapped in the physicality, which is brought about by filling the physical mitzvahs. So the Livnas Asapir, Livnas is the idea of Levena, is Rosh Tevis, the acronym for Lamed Beis Nisivis Achachma, the 32 pathways of Achachma, and that is the level of godliness which is the channel that channels the essence of Hashem's pleasure down to this world. And then you have the Sapir, which is the shining, which refers to the shining of the sparks being cut out, um, cut out from the, they're being trapped in the physicality. And that's referring to the Makif the highest level of the Makif of the Shem's infinite energy, the Primis Akeser, the inner core of Keser, which is the Tainug, the essence of Shem's pleasure. And through the refining of these, uh, the refining of the godly sparks, by way of the physical mitzvahs, you draw down this level of the Makif Ayesra the highest level Makif. And then we said that all, that's all connected to the Kisya Kovid, the throne of Hashem's glory, because it says in the verse, Kisya Kovid Mari Merishain. Kisya Kavid is something which is exalted even higher than the Rishain, which refers to um, Kesser. So the, which, what's exalted even more than Kesser is the Pneumius of Kesser. And that is all drawn down through the Mitzvah Tzitzis. And then we just said, then we went on to this Medrash, explains the idea of Livnas Asapir, referring to the refining of the sparks which happened through the enslavement of, of Egypt. And we said that Kemaisa Livnas Asapir, what is it called? What is it? The the sapphire stone, this image of a sapphire stone in godliness, or so to say, in the spiritual realms. That's before the Jewish people were redeemed, and hinting to the fact that Hashem is with us in all of our pains. This idea of the the stone. Um, this is from the Matnis Kahuna commentary on the on the Medrash. This idea of the stone, reminding us of the stones and that we had to make during Egypt. So that is the image that was before Hashem, before we were redeemed. But after we were redeemed, why why would there be a a uh, sapphire stone, an image of a sapphire stone in, in the godly realms. It's not its place to be there, seemingly, because after we were redeemed, it's only a very happy, there's only happiness in Hashem's, in Hashem's presence, and therefore, the, what hints to that is the the clear heavens. And that's like Rashi also explains in the Chumash. So we have to understand, the sapphire stone is something which is seemingly a positive idea. It's That's why it shines, like a, a sapphire stone. So how could we say that before they were redeemed, when they were in a state of pain and anguish, the sapphire stone is referring to that? 
uh, seemingly the sapphire stone is a positive idea, the shiny sapphire stone. And also, what does it mean when it says that it's not, is this the place of a sapphire stone to be to um, to be before Hashem in a, in a state when he did Hashem, when Hashem is in a happy state? What does this exactly mean? And the Targum Yenus also explains this verse about the enslavement of Egypt, but he explains it that the um, the, the sapphire stone itself has becomes transforms into the pure heavens. So, to understand all these things, these are all what we've left off with. Now we're going to preface something else in order to understand all that. In order to understand this, we have the first preface. Mashatan Meisha, what Meisha claimed. Claimed against Hashem when he saw how the Jewish people were retreat, were being treated, and after he tried to take them out the first time to speak to Farid, and he came back to Hashem and he says, "Hashem, why have you treated these these people, this nation, poorly?" And it's brought in the Medrash Shabbos. Shomer Meisha said, "Natalti Sefer Bereishis when it's the Kalti Meisa Dera Mabul Dera Floga." I have taken the book of Genesis of Bereshis, and I've I've looked and I've studied the 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 story of the of the generation of the fl- of the of the flood. I've studied this story of the generation of the flood, but there are flood, and also the story of the generation of the tower of the of dispersion, which were dispersed because they were building the tower of Bavel to go and rebel against the Shem. And even the attribute of Hashem's judgment admitted that by those generations of flood and the dispersion, it was a true judgment, meaning it made sense. It was a proper judgment that was done against them to destroy them through the flood or to disperse them. But these people, meaning the people and the Jewish people and they're in Egypt, why? What, what did they do to deserve such a, such a judgment? What did they sin? How did they sin in the first place? And Hashem answered to Moshe, Hashem answered and Hashem spoke. It says in the verse, Hashem spoke, I am Avaya. I am Hashem, I am God, but using the name Yudke Vavke, which connotes a name which connotes compassion and mercy. The meaning that Hashem is answering, it's not like you're thinking Moshe, that this was really an expression of my attribute of judgment, putting the Jewish people in enslavement in Egypt. Rather, this whole enslavement was an expression of my attribute of kindness and compassion. And not like the, the generation of the flood or the dispersion that was actually actually come, it came about through my attribute of judgment. But the enslavement of Egypt was actually an expression of my mercy. So similarly, it's not understood. How could we say this? How could such a, a harsh enslavement like this, like the Jewish people experienced in Egypt, be considered, and which was which was with mortar and bricks, it could be considered as a uh, expression of Hashem's mercy and compassion? So the explanation is in the pre-Eitz Chaim, the Sefer written by Tal, based on the works of the Arizal Isa. It's brought over there. That the those who descended into Egypt, into the slavery of Egypt, were souls who were reincarnations from the generation of the of dispersion, meaning the generation Shabanuha Irva Migdal, who built the Tower of, of Bavel in order to rebel against the Shem and stop him from making another flood. And being that there are no stones 
in Babylon, like it says, the sages say that, uh, like uh, as a, in a rhetorically, is there are there any stones in bubble? Therefore, being that there were no stones, so bricks became to them like stones. In order, they built the tower out of bricks, which are uh, meaning which are uh, man-made, and there were no stones in, in bubble, being that it was in a uh, plain. Like Rashi says on that very verse, it says. Um, they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them hard. Brick served them as stone, and, bit- and bitumen served them as mortar. And Rashi says in that very verse, For there is no uh, stones in Bavil, which is a plain. So, So in order to in order to fix the sin of the generation of dispersion, Deraflaga, that they built the tower to rebel against the Shem out of um, bricks. There was the servitude of Egypt, which was with they had to make um, with mortar and and, and stones. To, in order to fix the to fix the sin that the of the uh, the generation of dispersion that they they built the tower out of uh, bricks, so therefore the Jewish people had to do these souls had to be reincarnated and go into Egypt and to be put in service of making these bricks again in order to fix that sin. So we have to understand why why is this. Seemingly, the, we're making out uh, the, we're making over here the main sin of theirs. The fact that they uh, that they built this tower out of out of um, bricks, instead of stones. Therefore, the the rectification of that sin was the servitude in Egypt that they had to build all the Apari cities out of the brick uh, mortar and bricks. The main sin that they did in the, in the generation of dispersion was that they built this tower and the city in order to rebel against the Sheb. Seemingly we're saying that, oh, in order to fix that sin, that, that they used these bricks to build this tower, therefore the Jewish people had to be enslaved in making bricks. That's not the main thing. The main thing to fix was the fact that they made the tower, not the, the bricks aspect of it. So that is the question. And actually, in this mimer, it's not going to answer the question because the mimer was not finished, as it says at the end of the mimer. Um, it wasn't finished in the Guf Tzav Yad, in the actual writing of the Rebbe Rishab. And at the end of the mimer, it says, in the writing of the Rebbe Rishab, that the Tashlum HaEinyan, the, the completion of this idea, of this mimer, look into Dibra Maschil, Basically, another mimer in Tafrish Nun Hey. Um, so that's a, and it's actually printed in the Hisafis. We're not going to get into that mimer here in this this um, time. Hopefully, when we learn that Hemshich of Tafrish Nun Hey, we'll do that mimer. Anyway, so Vatzorich Lahavin a Hefresh Bein Avanu Levinim. So we have to understand the difference. Spiritually, between bricks and or stones and bricks, stones are made from heaven, meaning they're not man-made. They're just they're made from Hashem. 
uh, stones. Levenim bidei adam, and bricks are made by man. Which kosov, like we said in this very verse, hovel and lubin levenim. Come, let us make, let us make uh, bricks for by burning them in the kiln. That's how you make bricks. So that's the difference between avonim and levenim. Avonim are made by Hashem, not man-made. Levenim bricks are man-made. So in general, in in Kabbalah and Chassidus, stones always refer to letters. In the spiritual sense, they are a, an analogy, and they refer to the idea of spiritual, of godly letters. Like it says in the Sefer Yetzirah, two stones build two houses, three stones build six houses, and so on. Which means that when you have two letters, from this we see that these stones are letters. From two letters, you can combine them in two different ways. And that can build two houses. Houses in the sense that each word is a house, which is a house for an idea, which is expressed through those letters. When you have three letters, then you can make six different combinations of letters to make six houses, meaning six houses for our, six words, which express different ideas, house different ideas. And the letters are, so stones refer to letters as we see from the Sefer Yitzhak. And letters are vessels or channels that each combination of these letters is a channel, is a vessel to a revelation of a of an, a certain light, meaning a, a, a concept which is enclosed in these letters, is expressed through those letters. Like I said before, there's two different levels in these ideas of these letters, which express, which are basically kalim, which are vessels. The two, le- two levels are avonim, are uh, stones, which are made from Hashem, and Levanim, which are man-made, bricks. To explain this, It's known that there is two different, there's actually many different combinations, but there's two main different ways to write Hashem's name, the yud Kevavke name, when you spell out each letter, like Yud, you're spelling out Yud, it's spelled Yud, and then Vav, and then Adalit, and then Hey, it's spelled, it could be spelled Hey, and then Hey, or Hey, and then Aleph, or Hey, and then Yud, so Shema and Shemban, and basically when you add up the gematria, the numerical equivalent, all those letters together, you come different. You come up with different totals. Ma Mem Hey is forty-five, Ban is is fifty-two. So there's Shema. There's one one combination, one way of writing Hashem's name, the Yud Kevavke, with Aleph filling filling up the whole name, and that is when you come to the gematria of forty-five. Shemban fifty-two. Another way of writing Hashem's name, Those are two different main ideas in the spiritual cosmos. What do these two names refer to in a general sense? The Shema refers to the lights of Hashem, the energy of Hashem, and the Shema refers to the Kalim, the channel, the vessels in which the light encloses and becomes enclosed in and expressed through. Shema refers to the godly energy of the light. Like it says in the in the Zayar, from the inside, this is referring, this is Shema, Meaning from the inside, so we see it's the idea of the inner aspect of the vessels, which is the light. Iu Shema is the shame is the name of Ma, the Iu Eidachatilus, which is the pathway of the world of Atzilus. And the Rebbe Shav says, What is this referred to in the Zerah Vahainu Gilea Kav? The revelation of the Kav, which is the diminished, contracted light, which Hashem shown, which Hashem drew out from himself after the Timsum, the initial contraction, concealment of his infinite energy in order to create finite worlds. So, so this is referring to the revelation of the Kav. And therefore, the kav is obviously the idea of of light, energy. 
Meshem Ban and the name Ban Ikari Bichnas mainly refers to the vessels, the channels through, that, which, through which the light is revealed. But more specifically, actually, both within Ma and Ban, there are there exist these two concepts of lights and vessels. Within the name of Ma, there is the idea of the letters and the vessels of the which relate to the name of Ma, and the godly energy, the light which rests within those vessels. And also in the aspect of Shemban, there all there is the vessels and the channels that relate to the Shemban and the aspect of the godly energy and the light which includes in those vessels of Shemban. So explain the difference between these ideas of the light and vessels of Ma and the light and vessels of Ma. Shemma In general sense, Ma, the name of Hashem, which is spelled in such a way which is filled with alis, which ends up being the total of gematria of ma forty-five. Hub chokma, always is referring to chokma. That's why the chokma hu ma. The word chokma is split up into two different words of koyach. The first two letters of chokma, ches and chaf, can be um, rearranged to be koyach and ma. The last two letters, the power of ma, the power of ma, which is shem ma. In a general, and but more meaning power of chokma, the power of bittel, because ma is like means what in Hebrew, which means like it, we are. What are we considered? We are, we're, we're we're nothing. What are we before Hashem? Like Moshe and Aaron said, which refer to the bittel of chokma, because chokma always is the highest sphera, which experiences the highest level of revelation of godliness, and therefore is totally nullified out of its existence, not feeling any independent, or uh, not feeling its independent existence at all. Hainu, which what is this shema is chokma, which is koyachma. Hainu abitul shemitzad b'chinas chokma, which just refers to the self-nullification, self-effacement, which exists in the level of chokma. Shuhu b'chinas bitul mitzias, which there's different levels of bitul of self-effacement before Hashem, and this is the highest level. It's called bitul mitzias, nullification out of one's own existence, which meaning to say that you don't feel your existence at all. You don't have any feeling of your independent existence or any feeling of self at all at this level. You're totally lost. You lose your, you've surrendered your whole existence. Not, not that you've surrendered it. it. It is surrendered automatically in this level because of the feeling of the revelation of the essence of Hashem in this level of Chachma. Because in Chachma, you see the essence of godliness, meaning there's two different levels. There's Chachma and Bina. In, in Bina, it's understanding. That's where you've totally, you've comprehended within your mind with and with your understanding and through analogies and through really deeply contemplating an idea or the greatness of Hashem. And through that appreciation that you reach through your contemplation, you nullify yourself to Hashem. But that is something which you have realized and you have come to terms with and therefore you have created this level of self-effacement, bittal to Hashem. But in Chochmah, it's not about your understanding. It's still, it's the aha moment, the before you've actually brought the idea down into your own brain and understood it properly. It's something where you just see the concept in its pure state, Chochmah, as before it's actually descended into your own appreciation through your mind. So actually referring to a really high level, when you see a concept through Chochmah, even though you don't appreciate it in your own specific uh, mind, and therefore you don't really grasp it yet, but you do see the purity of the concept without it being tarnished through your own understanding. So when you experience this level of chachma in your soul, you just are, are experiencing pure godliness without bringing it down and without tarnishing it through your understanding. So 
this and there and when you have like, when you reach that level when you activate that level of your soul it's the yes because you are able to appreciate and see the essence of godliness without being tarnished at all by your own understanding and your own yeshes your own independent existence about gods except as it is written in tanya in chapter 35 in the note there the it ain't safe that the infinite energy of hashem is is the true unity the true oneness, meaning he's the only true existence. And that level, from the perspective of the of the Eidin Saif, of Hashem and his infinite essence, he is Echad Emes. He's the only true existence. Nothing else exists. Um, so the note, the note continues, Shehul Avadehu Vein He is the only existence and nothing else exists with, uh, outside of him. And the note ends, this is the level of Chachma, meaning within Chachma, this is what Chachma experiences. It's so close to Hashem and so nullified, it doesn't have any feeling of self at all. And it experiences, it feels, it perceives this idea that Hashem is only true existence. There's nothing else exists, and I have no I have no feeling of my own existence when you activate that level. Like Meisha and Aaron, and they said about themselves, Rashi says, what does it mean? What are we? What importance do we have before Hashem? Meaning that they were at the level of Bittul Mitzias, nullified out of their own existence, not feeling their own existence at all. To the extent that Meish and Aaron were not an independent existence at all. They didn't have their own separate, independent, autonomous existence. Being that Meish and Aaron, their souls, every soul has a specific spiritual source. So their souls came from the general, the level of Chachma, which Chachma is this level of Bittal Mitzias, like we just said, the Riyas and Behusta, the Kosin, the essence of godliness. But Meishan came from the Netzach and Hoid, the two lower spheres of that level of Chachma. So therefore, but this still, they come from Chachma. Therefore, they experience this level of Bittal of Chachma. And that's why by Meishan it says, Vayar, uses the word Vayar, seeing. Reishisloi, the first to him, which in a spiritual sense me it refers to this level of, that Moshe was at the level of Chachma of Ri'ia, of seeing the true essence of godliness. Bchinas Ri'ia, Bchin Arin, also Arin, the letters of his name Oisis Nira, spell Nira, seeing. Again, the same idea of Chachma. That's why Moshe and Arin, because their souls came from that, came from that level of Netzach and Haid of Abba of Chachma. Therefore, they were always at the level of Bittul Mitzias. Totally not a nullification out of their existence is not feeling their own independent existence at all. Now this level of bitul mitzias is the highest level bitul. It's called bitul atzmi, an essential bitul, an inherent bitul, a natural bitul. Now he really t- he explains it a lot more here, meaning to say it's not a bitul asui, not a forced bitul, not something which you've created that you because of your appreciation of godliness, therefore you force yourself. To sur- you surrender yourself to Hashem. That is not what we're talking about here. The bittul ha'asi shayach b'chinas bittul ayesh. Such level, such a type of bittul where you're forcing it on yourself is only relevant when when a person is at a lower level of bittul of bittul ayesh, meaning shehu b'chinas yesh ubatul, meaning that he still feels his own independent existence, but he nullifies that existence to Hashem. He surrenders that existence to Hashem. Zeu bittul ha'asi. That is a forced bittul. Avamasha b'atul mitzias. But when a person is at the level of bittul mitzias, his whole existence is totally nullified to Hashem. Who bittul atzmi? That's an inherent. Natural, essential bittul. Um, Another reason why it's called bittul atzmi, essential bittul. Meaning to say that because of his 
the, just the very fact that he's on such a level, the level of his soul, and not because of the work and the toil that he's put into this to reach this level of his service of Hashem, rather just because of the very source of his soul and godliness, he is on that level of bittel. So bittel atmi is an essential bittel because of his level, meaning because of Moshe and Aaron are on that level of 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 Abba, meaning of of Chachma. Therefore, they experience that level of bittel, not because they worked to reach that level. Therefore, they had that bittel. No, it's a bittel atmi. It's essential because of their the essence of where they very um, the very fact of where their souls came are sourced from. And in general sense, the level of bittel of ma, bittel of uh, which is experienced in level of ma of chokma who atzilus is in level of, of in the world of atzilus the high, highest of the four worlds, the world of emanation. That it was emanated from the first place to be on such a level. Meaning that the lights, the energy of Hashem, which is expressed in the world of Atzilus, was emanated in such a way where it's always totally cleaving and attached to its source, to its godly source, to its godly infinite source. Um, that's why it's called the world of emanation. It's not the world of creation, which is below it, where the, the godly energy in it has already has gone through a more intense um, contraction, diminishment. Here it's the world of emanation, just like light emanating from a source of light. So too, over here, the godly energy in the world of Attilus, in uh, in the first place, the way that it was emanated is in a way where it's totally attached to its source. Meaning that the godly energy in that world does not have its own existence at all, its own feeling of its own independent existence at all. Turning to the next page, on Kufches 108, as explained in another place. Even the vessels, the channels of the world of Attilus, were also emanated in such a way that they are totally godly. And they don't have any feeling of their own independent existence, even though they are independent existences. But they have—they totally have—are subsumed and absorbed in their source, and don't feel their own existence at all. So that is the bittul atzmi. It's something because of their very level of where they are, where they how how they were created in the first place. Therefore, they are totally their bittul atzmi. It's an essential bittul, not not something which they have come to. and also the got the souls. In our world, which are called souls of Ma, meaning souls which are descended from that level, it's that from the very way that they were created, these souls are in that level of bittel, a bittel atzmi, a bittel which is not forced, rather an inherent, natural, essential bittel. Because the way that they were created is, and they even the way that they've descended down into this physical world, they are still on that level of Ma, still on the level of Atzilus. They've never... Their souls were not diminished, diminished at all to how they were first sourced in the world of Atsilas, whereas most souls, when they descend to this world, they're affected and their influence in the way and their souls are diminished and downgraded. Whereas the souls of Ma, the souls which are basically Nishamas of Atsilas, they always remain in that level of Atsilas, even how they are down here, because that is the very way that they were created. And therefore they experience a bitl atmi, essential bitl, because of the way that they were created. Stop there on the top of page Kufches 108, two lines from the top. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chsidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week 
and there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.